everyone, it's Judy Warner. Welcome back to our next edition of our IMS 2023 tailgate party. Today we're pre-gaming with a couple RF experts from SamTech. I'm joined by David Baron and Steve McGeary at SamTech, and we're going to talk about how they are pushing the limits of high-frequency connectivity. We're going to talk about sort of solutions and problems that are emerging. And then they're also going to talk about what they're going to be showing at IMS, the technical presentations we're going to do, and then we're going to share with you a bunch of technical resources. So whether you're there or not, you can tap into that. Thanks so much for joining us and make sure if you are coming, you go over to booth number 1855 and come say hello. Hope to see you there. Now let's jump into our conversation with Steve McGarry and David Braun. Hi, David. Hi, Steve. Thanks so much for joining us today. I'm excited to talk to you about everything RF today. Morning, Judy. Great to be here, Judy. Good to be with you. Well, um, for our listeners' sake, can you each take a moment and tell us a little bit about your professional background and then a little bit about what you do at SamTech? David, why don't we start with you? Yeah, so uh, my name is David Baran. I'm with the RF Group, I'm product manager for the RF team here at SamTech. Been here for about nine years. Um, came straight out of school. Steve, my name is Steve McGarry, and uh, I've been in the industry since the early 1990s, 1991. I've been at a, a several different companies, but had a company called Precision Connector, which was acquired by SamTech in 2018, and I've joined them uh, since that time and uh, continue to work with them. I'm uh, 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 Director of RF Business Development and Product Management. Okay, well, both of you, I want to talk to you about RF. Um, we're, we're just, you know, days or weeks ahead of uh, the International Microwave Symposium in San Diego. And I know um, you're going to be there, I'm going to be there. And so I thought our audience would want to learn a little bit about sort of pervasive problems you see specifically around <clears throat> RF and high frequency application and what maybe obstacles RF engineers are facing right now in regards to um, high frequency interconnects. Yeah, certainly. Uh, one of the biggest things I'm sure you're familiar with always is, you know, as data rates continue to increase, um, it's always the challenge of how do you be able to solve those problems to be able to, to get more throughput uh, through the product. Uh, so one of our products that we have uh, mainly focused around test and measurement is our bullseye. Um, it, it really, we had customers coming to us, you know, uh, 112 PAM4, you know, for the high speed 30s was uh, one of the big drivers for, uh, you know, our previous product. And you know, as as customers are moving to 224, as well as you know, there's a lot of uh, automotive radar applications, you know, up in that uh, 70 gigahertz range uh, and 70 plus. Uh, you know, there was a need for a product that went you know up, up and above. So what we have um, that you know we developed was our BE90 product. It's our 90 gigahertz solution, in which it has all the the uh, great aspects of you know a uh, a bullseye product, which uh, allows you to have a, you know, a high density solution that mates directly to a printed circuit board. So you get all the uh, the perks of being able to place very closely to your silicon, you know, your, your dut that you're testing, um, you know, every while being uh, able to support, you know, those new higher frequency needs that are coming up within the industry. Good. So Steve, you've been in R forever, and specifically around connectors and high speed interconnects. 
What sort of things do you see as problematic? And again, you know, things you're leaning into, um, in, into that space to solve these issues? Well, uh, you know, the interesting thing is RF, uh, up until about, say, 10 or 15 years ago, was primarily all military-based, and, and that's not the case anymore. Uh, there's a lot of commercial applications. The, the world is so interconnected now. Mm. Everything from our cars, our homes, uh, our cities, everything's interconnected, all this data throughput that's going through, and it's requiring higher and higher frequencies. And in addition to that, everything's getting smaller. So as you get smaller packages, uh, you know, we're down to where now we go up to 110 gigahertz with a one millimeter connector. Well, a one millimeter connector is simply a smaller version of all those big coax connectors that we've been selling since really the 40s is when coax connectors were, were first found. Mm -hmm. But much smaller, much tighter tolerances. Uh, and that's great. But now that everything is commercial oriented, there's a big cost driver as well. So now how do you make those, how do you make those connectors and those interconnects perform up that high in frequency, reduce the cost? Usually in order to get performance, the tolerances have to get smaller and smaller. So those are some of the trade-offs and a lot of the difficulty that the RF world is, is trying to deal with today as now RF is really acceptable with a lot of different commercial applications which wasn't the case a decade or so ago. Yeah, so let's just talk about that for a moment, is sort of from a very high level things I'm hearing, because I had a little stint where I was completely immersed in, in RF microwave PCBs, um, both at the bareboard level and at the assembly level. And it's, it's why I started blogging, really, is because I saw all the the knowledge disconnect and the gaps in the in the learning and what are you guys seeing as far as people that are being as i say uh pulled a uh, dragging and screaming into rf and not having those skills but needing to integrate it when there's all these interactions or the problems with interconnects like i, I know it's sort of a high level question but i'm interested in your perspective it it because I come from the RF world, uh, I mean, it, it, Samtech was primarily a digital company before they, they, they really took on to bring RF products uh, amongst their offering. So you have, you have different engineers that, that you know, the, the worlds are colliding now. Uh, yes. A lot of times the same turbs are, are looked at in a different sense. Uh, we're all trying to do the same thing. They talk about gigabits per second speed. We talk about frequency. Right. Uh, so, you know, you've got that. But... It's getting less and less. Uh, to now, most of the digital layers, digital engineers, are for the most part more familiar than they were 10 years ago with RF. Mm. You got a taste of it. A lot of the RF guys now are now seeing that their applications are used in the digital world. So there's a lot of cross learning, um, and it's getting better. Mm -hmm. But those are, you know, that really two cultures that collide, and uh, probably five or 10 years, all of this will go away. Uh, and like I said, it's getting a lot better, but but that's that's really what uh, what we've been dealing with. Interesting. Well, I'm glad to hear that engineers are coming along, because I think when I first started, it was just kind of a hot mess. <laughs> um, so, um, David, as as Steve said, some of these alignment features are getting so tiny. So, how do you deal? 
with that kind of precision alignment, you know, you as a product manager, like, how are you addressing that? Yeah, so one one of the biggest challenges really is, you know, as as Steve was saying, you know, frequencies are getting up, all the feature sizes and everything and the tolerances that are required are becoming much, much tighter than before. And, uh, you know, exactly as you said, Judy, right, uh, the engineers are, uh, you know, not wanting to get into this realm and they're, they're <laughs> kicking and screaming and they, they absolutely do not want to, you know, have to deal with some of these challenges. And so that's what it leans on on us, you know, to provide product that makes it as easy as possible. As uh, that's that's always going to be the challenge. So one of the big things um, I'm going to use a, an example of vertical compression connectors. Um, I'm sure you know most people listening have dealt with that at some point in their past. Um, you know, when when working with the test board, it's very very common. Um, Samtech, what we did um, on one of our products uh, was basically added a additional alignment feature to be able to support some of these higher frequencies and, and offer a, a better repeatability. And I think that's one of the, the biggest challenges is how do you give a, a customer and, you know, an engineer something that they're used to dealing with uh, that's very, you know, um, common, it, it, you know, they're familiar with it, they know how to use it and, and make an update, make a tweak uh, that makes it easier for them, work for a, a application uh, that it may not have in the past. Um, so yeah, our, our vertical uh, compression connectors, you know, basically what they do is they use a, uh, a fiducial on the board with a, um, a precision milled notch within that, um, that flange that, you know, you'll typically see, and that allow, allows them to line up everything uh, perfectly, you know, between the uh, PCB pad and the connector itself. Okay, well, Steve, if I'm not mistaken, we did a podcast about a year ago, and I think mm -hmm. you guys gave me a paper about alignment. Um, maybe I can get you to share that link for me um, so sure. our audience can can tap into that. Cause, am I right? Do I remember that correctly, that that paper was about alignment? We do, and if they go to our website, in our blog section, there's a, there's a whole write-up about the alignment features and everything. It's, okay. It's kind of a big deal. We have a patent pending on it. It's really a okay. simple It's really a simple solution, but nobody else has done it. So we've got a patent pending on it, and um, uh, we're you know we're promoting it heavily at IMS this year because now we've added the grooves. We didn't have the grooves last year when we okay. were actually showing the product. It's it's been an improvement to an existing product that we sold, um, and so uh, uh, like I said, if they go to the website, uh, they they can get all the information they need on the on the grooves. Yeah, and that paper, Steve. By the way, uh, it, you know, it definitely goes into more than just alignment as well. So it's it's really focused on you know wideband RF launches. So how you know what are the, okay. the tips and tricks that are necessary? You know, when starting to get towards these higher frequencies to be able to have a product, you know, not just from the connector side, but from the launch within your PCB to work as well as possible. So definitely a, a good tool, you know, to be able to have in your back pocket whenever you know starting to move towards these types of uh, frequency ranges. Well, if I can just um, reiterate <clears throat> kind of what David was saying, this is a perfect example of where uh, in the lower frequency uh, products, they could get away with a lot of stuff that as soon as the frequencies go up, little, I mean, just a little bit of misalignment has a huge uh, mm. effect on the performance of the parts. So mm. a lot of things have to be taken into once you start getting into precision. And again, this is this was a simple solution to that problem. But it's one of those things where uh, a lot of the guys that have been working with PCBs and connectors and SMAs and stuff that where they were just soldering on the board, they never had any issues. 
But as soon as you start getting into high frequencies, it's a huge, it's a huge deal as to whether they perform. Is yeah. it clear sure. to the engineers when that misalignment is happening, or do they just suddenly go, "Huh, it's not working. What's happening?" Well, it's hard because the screws come from underneath the PCB, and when it's compression mounted onto the board, you can't really see it. There's a lot mm. of blinding factor. That's where the alignment grooves gives you total visibility of getting it aligned. So a lot of times, you know, they would see the performance was suffering. They may not know it was misaligned, but then there was a lot of tweaking and playing. And this takes all of that out of it. It makes it a much easier uh, part to assemble onto the board. So it saves time and, and certainly uh, improves performance dramatically. Well, as a, as a kudos to Samtech, when I decided to start this podcast and get a few key sponsors, that's I particularly chose companies that were leaning hard into good technical resources where people can learn not just about their products, right, but get those educational resources. And that's one thing I so appreciate about Samtag is the excellent technical resources that may or may not be um, talking about your product, but also teaching the principles. So I, I really um, appreciate that about you. Now, Steve, why don't we move away from from the Precision RF um, alignment and talk about edge launch, which always seems to be yeah, challenging. And edge launch is great. And in addition to the verticals, which we promoted last year, we have a complete line of, of high-frequency edge launches that we're bringing to the show in San Diego uh, next month as well. So we have a 1.85, which goes to 65, a 2.4, which goes to 50 gigahertz, and a 2.92, which goes to 40 gigahertz. But the good thing about the edge mount is the vertical mount is mounted at a 90 degree angle to the trace on the board. So mm -hmm. that 90 degree angle is difficult in that transition to get great performance. The edge mounts are the best performing of the board connectors. Mm. So if you're using edge mount connectors, if, if you don't have to put it uh, anywhere else on the board and you can use the edge mount, it's they're great performing products. And again, we're, we're, we're going to be showing those at, at the show this year. So, Okay, great. Um, what else will you be bringing to the show, um, David? You, yeah. I know you're the product guy, so I'm sure that you're, you've got oh, yeah, your the product fingers on the pulse. Me. <laughs> it's always the exciting thing to talk about. I always love it. Um, yeah. As you've probably noticed, right, there's definitely a trend in a lot of what we're talking about, and it's always higher frequency, right? That's always a right. subjective thing as well. Um, a lot of what we've been talking about has been focused around, you know, the test and measurement as well as uh, what's existing within the market today. Um, so that's typically caps out within, I would say, 90 gigahertz, uh, about the max. Usually it's more in that 67. Um Something that we are pretty excited about is um, a, a new product line that, you know, we, we've been working on um, to really answer the questions um, that engineers are going to run into uh, within the next couple years. And it's uh, it's what happens when you get above that 67 gigahertz uh, frequency hmm. range. Um, and that's that's basically the answer today is a waveguide. Um, hmm. when you, when you look at, uh, those frequency ranges, the, exactly what Steve mentioned earlier, everything has to get smaller, which means the insertion losses get much, much higher. And it reaches a certain point where the product's just not usable, you know, or they're having to 
use cable lengths that are very, very small to be able to get the signal through. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why they'll move over to a waveguide. And what we what we did was, um, and, and what we will be showing at IMS is a flexible waveguide solution. Um, the goal of it was really, how do you be able to offer a, a alternative to waveguide and an alternative to coax where you get the, the strengths of both as much as possible? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, when you look at those coax solutions, they're flexible, they're very easy to use, um, the overall size is, is very small, um, so, you know, easy to handle and, uh, you know, density is never a concern. Um, from the waveguide side, you know, it, while it is rigid, it's, it's, it's kind of uh, difficult to use in terms of, you know, aligning everything in place. You have to really set your system up around the waveguide to make sure everything's, you know, uh, in place. Um, but it gives you all the great loss performance, um, so you never have to worry about you know um, your, your signal not be able to make it through um, right. either in testing or an application. So what this flex waveguide is is basically offering you know the uh, the best of both worlds, um, you know that flexibility while still getting um, about 80% of the uh, the insertion loss performance that you would get out of a traditional waveguide solution. And so uh, we'll be showing two different. Um, products there um, uh, at IMS. It's going to be uh, the V-band and E-band, so 50 to 75, 60 to 90. And, um, you know, definitely we see this being a product line that's going to kind of continue to expand within the uh, the frequency range, right? As automotive radar um, continues to increase, right? That's that's one of the big um, needs today within that 77 gigahertz range. Um, but then also, you know, you hear 6G talking about uh, frequency bands, you know, up into the less than 300 gigahertz range. They're talking about D-band, which is 160 gigahertz. So I mean, it just continues to increase, right? Um, there's There's got to be an end to how high the frequencies will get, but I, we haven't reached it yet. <laughs> well, it always blows my mind. It's like, weren't we just talking about 5G like three minutes ago? It's just, <laughs> it, it just blows my mind that we're, we're talking about that i was talking to your colleague matt burns about 224 gig i'm like weren't we just dreaming about 112 (laughs) or 56 yeah and you know as a pcb person actually i'm getting ready to do a podcast with lee ritchie talking about skew and you know he's like well basically you got to get a samtech flyover cable (laughs) and you know and that's unsolicited he's just like well the materials they can't do it you know and we just keep leaning in and finding the solution it always blows my mind steve you and i last year if i recall correctly you'll have to refresh the story for me but you had done some kind of gang blocking application, I, I think it might have been a mill arrow person that you custom designed for an application, but then you decided it was so great that you turned it into um, a, some kind of um, gang block solution and you were just barely maybe demoing it um, like proof of concept last year at IMS. Where are you with that and and just update us on that, and and is that something you'll be bringing in a more complete form yeah. this year at IMS? Absolutely. We, we gave that product a name. We call it Magnum RF, but essentially it's a ganged version of our SMPM series connector, which is a push-on connector that goes to 65 gigahertz. But what we've done is rather than a discrete connector, we've taken the guts of an SMPM, and instead of putting it in a single body, we put it in a ganged block. So 
you can get a lot more channels or a lot more connectors mm. in a smaller amount of space. So for high density applications, you now have this push on connector where you can handle multiple channels in a small amount of space. So we have all different configurations now from one by two, one by four, one by six, one by eight, and one by 10 for both board to board and cable to board applications. And uh, we're gonna be bringing all of that product and we have a demo uh, at our booth for, for IMS this year. Uh, and we also have a, a kind of a new version of that, which is the compression mount. David, that, this, is, this is really new that we've just released. Yeah. I'll let you talk about it. Well, we call it our dually, but it's a unique product <laughs> that nobody else has. Yeah, we got some fun nicknames for them. Uh, yeah, so it's exactly what Steve's uh, talked about. Is it basically we're we're merging um, two of the product lines, and this uh, it's the vertical compression that we talked about with those new alignment features, um, while using the advantages of that Magnum RF product line. Uh, so mm. what it is is it's a two-position vertical compression mount connector, and what this allows is kind of a a nice um, offering, you know, along with Bullseye. Bullseye's fantastic for those uh, higher channel counts. What this really does is um, provides that usability that their customers are typically used to seeing for, you know, the vertical compression um, with the flange and the screw down uh, being solderless. Uh, but then what this can do is provide basically 2x the density of what they're used to seeing for those vertical oh, okay. compression. Um, okay. So you're able to plug in with the SMPM instead of you know, a 2.4 millimeter connector, you'll get two SMPMs in that same space, which is fantastic for, imagine if you're routing uh, like a differential pair on your uh, on your board um, and you need it to go to a VNA, you can uh, basically keep that differential pair coupled very tightly all the way to the, uh, to the vertical compression, this Magnum vertical compression, and then uh, break out to your, you know, phase match cables um, that will then plug directly into your VNA. So it keeps everything mm -hmm. as dense as possible for some of those lower channel count type of application needs. Differential is definitely one of them. Okay, very good. Did you want to add something there, Steve? No, that pretty much uh, sums up our dually. It's, it's a new product, and uh, I think the unique thing about it is you know, everybody has a vertical mount. Other competitors have uh, have even ganged mounts now. There's there's other versions of that, but uh, uh, the compression mount uh, uh, dually type of product is just a Samtech only type thing. It's an original solution. And and the other thing I might say about that that's kind of where Samtech comes in. We think outside the box a lot, so we have a lot. We like to be original. We like to be have unique solutions that our competitors really ha haven't done. So. This happens to be right in, in, in line with that type of thought. The thing that's interesting to me is that you, and I don't know this because connectors aren't my area of specialty, but what I like about what you're doing is sort of your, your customer centricity is that somebody will come to you and say, I have this problem and you guys will help them develop it. And then it may or may not become a product solution, but I love that your solutions are typically engineer driven and customer driven rather exactly. than, you know, a lot of companies for different products and they, they, they think they have an idea <laughs> of what the user engineer wants, or they have a loose idea. But I think you guys, uh, Samtech specifically listens really well to what the market, what engineers are saying, you know, where the rubber meets the road and 
And we, have a lot of, and we have a lot of resources because yes. the waveguide that David mentioned earlier, the flexible waveguide, mm-hmm. that, that came from outside. That idea came from outside of the RF group. It came from the high-speed digital guys. So, uh, again, a, a lot of these uh, um, problems that these engineers are tackling now, uh, sometimes you got to think outside of the box and out of your traditional way of how you've solved the problems at lower frequencies and think along a different pattern. And that's where um, the Samtech, having, having the resources of all these other engineers, uh, really came into play. And, and It's all about the cross-collaboration, right? Well, um, you know. and by the way, as someone came from corporate America with multiple <laughs> business focus and all that, that doesn't happen very often. It's like, mine, I'm going to win. I'm not going to share right. it. And right. you guys do this amazing cross-functional collaboration that makes everything better. So, again, kudos to you guys. All right. I know at IMS, besides products, you're probably, you always do, give some great technical presentations. Uh, what do you have on deck as far as um, technical presentations go, David? Yeah, so uh, so one of them, I mean, we've talked about all the products and how fantastic they are. Uh, we can't do it without the engineers and the engineers' tools. So yeah. uh, we have one of our uh, signal integrity uh, engineers is going to be at the ANSYS booth um, doing uh, a, a presentation on basically how we use HFSS to design and develop all these new high-frequency products. Um, so that's going to be a pretty interesting one. It's uh, on Tuesday at 11 a.m., at booth 2135, which is the ANSYS booth. Um, you can definitely learn a little bit more of what are the tips and tricks that are necessary really when you're starting to you know, uh, work on this type of, uh, of application need. Um, and then definitely you'd be able to incorporate that um, you know, with that white paper we were talking about on you know, wideband RF launches, combine those two uh, pieces of information together and you, know, you can be uh, pretty dangerous. Yeah, and in addition to that, Judy, I might mention uh, we. We have uh, Matt Burns, who you know, you did the yep. uh, podcast with. Um, he's getting together with some other uh, folks in the industry f- from some other companies. And on Thursday, June 15th, from 8 to 9.40 a.m., they have a uh, presentation called Balancing Trade-Offs, Taming Signal mm-hmm. Integrity Challenges in Millimeter Wave Antenna to Bits Implementation. And uh, Matt's going to be representing Samtech. There's going to be someone there from Octava. MathWorks, Avnet, and Roden Schwartz. And they're basically going to be talking about, as from a system point of view, how all these components are interrelated and how they affect it, as well as examine some of the uh, trade-offs and the interplay that you have between simulation models and real-world performance. So that, that should be something that, that folks should be interested in. Well, and again, I just have to stop and pause and say, again, another reason why I like working with companies who see an ecosystem working together (laughs) is the way to help engineers win. You know, if we, and now this bees, uh, Matt had made a point to me one time where he's like, yeah, it's too fast. We have to, (laughs) you know, we need, we can't do these things in a silo anymore because the speeds are too much and we all have sort of a piece of the puzzle. So I'd love to see you guys leaning into sort of that ecosystem model and working with other industry partners to help engineers make those transitions, uh, seeing how from a system level, again, love it. Um, Okay, we talked about, I know we're running short on time here. 
Um, we talked about the alignment paper. Where else can we send our listeners and viewers to to grab some good technical resources? Because you guys have so much. Well, again, on, on our website, in, you know, in addition to that, with all of our products, we have characterization reports. Uh, you can get actual 3D models uh, of any of the connectors that, that we sell. So you can import that models into your into your own design if you're designing it into a system. Uh, we have that as well as uh, uh, we have some references and, and, and some through our blogs and to some of the other resources that, that, that are useful to some of the engineers out there. Yeah, and we have a tech library with all the, the white papers. We have uh, plenty of um, videos and blogs, right? Um, the Geek Speak uh, videos that we uh, mm -hmm. like to share. Uh, we can we can provide you a link for that tech library so you know uh, your users will be able to um, see that. Um, also, if you want to get a little bit more information about that alignment feature on the uh, vertical compression uh, connector, uh, samtech.com/alignment. Uh, that's that's a, a good resource to go to uh, okay. to be able to to learn more. Good. I'm glad you shared that link. Saved me a little bit of homework. Um, <laughs> okay. So you mentioned you're going to be at booth 2627 at IMS for anyone who's attending. Um, last year, I think you had a specific IMS landing page where people go get everything in one stop. I assume you're doing that again? Yes, we do. We have that as well. Yeah. Okay. So samtech.com slash IMS 2023. Thank you. Thank IMS you. is 23, yeah. Okay, and I'll put that in the show notes for all of our listeners so they don't have to go hunting, but thank you for sharing those URLs. Gentlemen, before I let you go, is there anything else um, you want to cover before I let you go back to work? I'm just looking forward to San Diego in the sunshine and getting together with all of our, uh, I mean, it's like, a, it's like an annual reunion going to these IMSs <laughs> because yeah. it's the industry and you finally get a chance to, see a lot of the people it was a big show when we came out of COVID, and uh, yeah this this show I'm, I'm pretty excited about because san diego is is a great area to go to so well let me just say on the back of that that i just got to i'm on the steering committee this year and i just got to interview the co-general chairs um uh john wood and and Gail Collins, and it's going to be like drinking from the fire hose. And they did say we're back to pre-pandemic registrations, exhibit booths. So, right. you know, who doesn't want to go to San Diego? So I think we're going <laughs> to come back, you know, uh, full strength and really have a good time. And I wish you both um, great success at the show. And I hope to see you there. Um, hope you'll come over and see me at 1855, and um, I'll try to get over to Samtech and see everything we've talked about. Thanks so much for your time, gentlemen. Sounds Thank good, you, Judy. Thank you. Okay, we'll see you in a, in a couple weeks. For our listeners, thanks so much for joining us today. I hope you've really been enriched, and hopefully you go check out the show notes and, and just dive into everything, not only at IMS, but product pages, tech papers, white papers, and um, I hope you find all those resources incredibly helpful. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time. Until then, remember to always stay connected to the ecosystem. Mm -hmm.